Welcome to season two of the Novice Indie Author Hangout, where author passion and productivity meets purpose. With in-depth author interviews, industry professional conversations, insight into valuable resources, and sharing of practical indie author business tips, here, your desire to become and grow as an independent author will be nourished. The only thing standing in between you and your dreams is knowledge and opportunity. And today, they have both arrived. Welcome to the Novice Indie Author Hangout. And as always, I am so glad you're here. Hi, I'm your hostess, author Jenia White. Be sure to check out Indie Author Hangout across social media platforms for more indie author tips. Also, visit authorgeniawhite.com forward slash N-I-A-H to find out information about the NIA Scholarship, more indie author tips, our blog, podcast information, and so much more. Look forward to seeing you there. It's time to start the show. The first guest on Season 2 of the Novice Indie Author Hangout is a Houston native with a passion for sports and a desire to help the population of underserved students, both which have maintained her presence in the academic community for over a decade. She is the owner of Grit and Grind Athletics LLC, an athletic service provider. Adding author to her resume, in September of 2020, she released her first self-published book, Grateful and Greedy, Redefining What It Means to Win in Life. Within it, she shares how the pivotal experiences in her life have helped her to redefine what winning is really all about. It is indeed a pleasure to welcome to the Novice Indie Author Hangout, Ms. Tamika R. Newman. Good afternoon. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited to get a chance to talk to you again. Yeah, things yeah, things no. have been really moving with you. Yeah, I set a goal to stay consistent with just making connections and just keeping it moving. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it has been great. I'm really tired, but mm-hmm. <laughs> part um, of the work. I'm it's proud of myself work. for uh, being committed to it because it's a little bit out of my space. You know, I'm a coach. So I tried to take that same level of dedication and commitment, you know, and consistency into something new. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited. What are some of the challenges that you've matched since you started your Indie Arthur Life journey? What are some of the things that have come up for you? Still understanding marketing and messaging, Mm -hmm. just maintaining momentum with book sales is probably a challenge. So finding creative ways to keep putting the book out there. How have you done that? Recently, I started back posting some chapters, just some quotes, and it worked. Got a couple of sales right away. And really reaching out, sending the book for free to people like podcast owners, different organizations, just sending the book and letting that be my resume, just getting the mailing address and sending it. It's a great conversation starter. That's good. A way to get the word out. It seems like it's free, but what you gain, the return on the investment of that free book is so much more than what one person would pay because you're reaching oh, out yeah. to so many more people. Oh, absolutely. They're like, hey, you want to come speak here? You want to come? Right. <laughs> on this? It was way worth way more than the cost I paid to ship that book. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. That's a good thing for authors to know. It's like you feel like you're giving something away. You're really not. You're gaining so much more than you're ever going to give away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Since she became an author. You spoke of speaking engagements or people wanting to hear from you. Is that one of the biggest things that have happened for you? Probably, yeah, speaking engagements. And then I started a coaching program working with coaches, which is a little separate from the book. But obviously, I use some of the lessons and same principles I used in coaching to teach other coaches. 
So speaking on panels, um, actually starting a second book. It's a co-author project from athlete to entrepreneur. Ten authors are co-authoring it, just doing a chapter on their journey from being an athlete to being an entrepreneur and how the skills carry over. So definitely trying to encourage athletes to consider entrepreneurship and recognize that they already have a lot of the skills needed to be an entrepreneur. I'm excited that book comes out in May. Congratulations on that. Thank you. (laughs) So one book has opened the doors to other opportunities for you in the writing world. It truly did. I'm excited about that. And hopefully when the world opens back up and schools are allowing visitors, a few let me in, but hopefully when schools are allowing visitors, I'll be able to really go out. I wanted to be able to offer the book free in some low income areas and speak. So hopefully I'll be able to do more of that once everything settles and the numbers start to decline. Mm -hmm. We're we're talking about how your life has changed. It's becoming an author. So you've become an author. Uh, a speaker, <laughs> uh, motivation. You're also a coach already. You start. That's how you started your journey. So you just expanding your your repertoire as far as what you're able to do. Could you see yourself being where you are right now when you started this book? No, I was hopeful that it would. I had no idea what that looked like, but I knew enough to let faith just take over. I've had so many examples in my life of things that I couldn't really see the end, but having faith and doing my part, it always worked out and always ended up bigger than I even could have imagined. I have so many examples that I knew to just do my part and whatever happened, happened. But historically, whatever happened, happened has always been great. So I was hopeful, but no, I had no idea. It's turned out wonderful. Like I see a lot of your posts. I'm very impressed with that. I know that's a lot of work to make sure that you post on a regular basis. It takes time. Um, (laughs) Have you tried any methods of scheduling your posts or anything like that? So you're not doing it every day? I have not used the post automations. I've used my calendar and my phone. And then on Sundays, I'll plan a little bit what direction I want to go with what I'm posting. Mm -hmm. So a little, yeah, a little bit of planning, but I know it can get, you can really automate it and I need to step out and do that. That's a great way to save time. I'm going to probably commit to learning that, you know, everything was a real learning curve, you know, writing a book, formatting a book, especially self-publishing. And then the digital piece, Mm -hmm. putting out flyers. I've learned so many different things in the last year. I'm really, really excited about that because I remember I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to learn that. I don't feel like learning anything new, maybe a couple of years ago. And so I've embraced that. So that's probably next on my list is to learn how to automate it. And it's probably way easier than I'm thinking. I just need to sit down and do it. (laughs) It is. It is. I think you can do it on Facebook. I'm not sure. I know you can do it on Twitter, which are the two platforms I use. I'm pretty sure you can do it on Instagram. I haven't figured out how. But what I did was at one point in Canva, created a month's worth of posts. It was time consuming. I didn't automate them. I took the posts that I created in Canva and I put them in a folder and I put a folder for week one and a folder for week two, week three, week four. And so I knew that week what exactly I was going to be posting. I didn't have to think about it. I already had my hashtags in the folder that I saved. I just copy and pasted my hashtags and I copy and pasted the actual Canva post I was going to put up. Yes. Yes. I've done that. Mm-hmm. I've done Canva. Well, I'll just go and use that same template and put a new quote or a new statement. 
and I'll do like five or six. I try to do that Canva thing whenever I think about it mm-hmm. to just load them up and have them waiting. But I do need to pull them all out and put them in a folder. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and look, but check Canva and see if there's a way you can automate from Canva directly to Facebook. I think I saw it. I did think I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple little tips. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Because I'm still learning too. And that's the one thing I don't know about for you, but for me, I've been doing this a while and I never learn enough. Uh, I always feel like, oh, I thought I knew that. Nope. Let's start over again. So it's like the more you learn, the more you realize what's open to you and what's available. And then you have to learn something new. But that's also the joy in it. Oh, it is. It is. I've enjoyed learning. And I'm excited now that I realize that I hit a kind of plateau with, oh, I don't want to learn anything. I'm really going to be intentional about making sure my daughter stays curious and always wants to learn. So I'm very conscious of that because I naturally wanted to learn when I was a kid. I loved learning. And I remember, you know what I mean? I remember hitting a point when I was like overwhelmed at the thought of learning something new. And so I'm going to really make sure that she consciously wanting to learn the more you learn with your author journey I see that as being another avenue like you're doing with the coaches the athletes turn coaches you're teaching them how to take the same journey you took absolutely you're already doing the work hey thanks for tuning in to the novice indie author hangout and spending time with myself Miss Tamika R. Newman you can find out more about Tamika at TamikaNewman.com and be sure to check out her book Grateful and Greedy Redefining What It Means to Win in Life on Amazon Now let's get back to the show. I saw a post of maybe a month or two. Everything's off with time. But I saw a post about your um, one year anniversary of your grandmother's transition. I wanted to ask you about that, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. How was that first anniversary of of your grandmother's transition? and, And what do you believe you've done in that year to make her proud? I was a lot better and very much so at peace for the the one-year transition of her death. Her birthday back in June, which made six months, was hard. And my birthday was hard because she's the first person that would call me. But in the year, I just, uh, I think like I posted, I didn't have any regrets. I didn't have a single complaint because we really used our time wisely. If we hadn't done that, it probably would have killed me, really. But in that year, I was able to keep things in perspective and just realize I got my sense of urgency from her and mm-hmm. um, seizing opportunities. And so between the two of us, we really seized every opportunity to say, you know, I'm proud of you. I love you and just hang out. So, yeah, that gave me a great deal of peace. I think she would be so proud of the way I'm taking on this new endeavor, she would be proud and probably would say, I'm not surprised. She would (laughs) probably be all in anything that I grew to love and that she saw that I was giving it a significant amount of time and really passionate about it. She, she'd hop on board uh, full throttle and (laughs) just become obsessed with it as well. Um, So she was always a number one fan. She would be really excited about the speaking thing because she's a person who, from the very beginning, allowed me to have a voice. I think I put maybe on Facebook or something, I was very lawyerly when I was a kid. And her being old school, she was very strict. 
but somehow I got away with having an opinion and speaking and having a reason. And she let me do it. And I remember my aunts and uncles kind of looking like, why is, why is she, you didn't let us do that. And now it makes sense. So I've always knew I had a voice and I knew to think for myself. And she really put that in me, her and then church, right? That was my first Mm -hmm. speaking engagement, her taking us to church and making us participate in the different programs really set the foundation for me to speak. So she would be really proud of the speaking aspect. What are some of the topics that you've been asked to speak about? I've talked to teens about redefining a champion. And the message is that Winning this big game doesn't define you or name you a champion, but all the things that you do daily and leading up to that moment have to be championship caliber. So we define what that looks like, encouraging athletes and coaches to look at their development more holistically, to really understand that as much time as they devote to developing the body, you got to develop the mind. So a lot of mental toughness, mental building mental strength strategies. I change that message a little bit depending on where I'm at, what area, what demographic. But that's generally what it is, getting people to really invest the time in the mental part of being an athlete. And then on the coach's side, a big push for coaches to invest in their personal development first, then professional development And then by doing those two things, we can invest in the kids' personal development and then worry about their sport development. I'm kind of going against the grain with that. And I I really believe that to be true, to help coaches avoid burnout. And I preach that message to female minority coaches because it's really simple. If they burn out, there's no representation for minority athletes. So Mm -hmm. I've been really pushing the personal development piece to the coaches and the athletes. The first time I spoke to you, I asked you about grateful and greedy, challenging and redefining what it means to win in life. I want to ask again, how can being grateful and greedy benefit others? Uh, Grateful and greedy benefit others because grateful is being thankful for what you have and greedy is demanding what Mm -hmm. you deserve. And I think that mindset, number one, is contagious because you empower others to do the same which is impactful. And and most of us want to impact people. I think being greedy is going after your own passions, if fully 100% going after your own passions. And that is contagious as well. I'll use the example of me. I was already a coach. I impacted students and I impacted impacted athletes' lives. But being so grateful, which is why I put them together, that I even got the opportunity to do that caused me to have blind spots and not realizing I could be impacting so much more, which is why my ultimate goal was to come out of the team setting where I'm doing my mental stretching and, you know, be an entrepreneur. And I can talk to hundreds of kids a season, a year, hundreds of coaches Mm -hmm. a year, you know, virtual or in person. That to me is being greedy, right? It's like what I can do in coaching is great in terms of impact. But if I get greedy, if I go for it, everything. I can impact so much more. That's how I define greedy, just going for what you deserve and what kind of sets you on fire, what you're passionate about versus just thinking, I just need to be grateful. What I have going here is great. This is really good from where I come from. 
I'm doing well for myself. So I put them together to encourage people to not think so small, to go for more and never settle again, which totally revs up those creative juices. It gets the creative part of you flowing. And you think there's so many more ways you can impact people. And that was your original goal to impact people. So I think Mm -hmm. just always keeping the two close. I'm grateful, but I want more. I can go for more. And if I go for more, I can help more people. Right. So exactly. I'm listening to you speak and what comes to mind for me is when you say greedy is you, you're taking in, like you say, all your passions and you become so full with it that it spills yep. out into help. There you others. go. I'm so excited about Grateful and Greedy, challenging and redefining what it means to win in life. And I'm super excited about your, your book that's coming out in May, your co-authored book that's coming out in May. We have to step outside of our comfort zones in anything that we do, especially in becoming an author. But those same lessons that you took from coaching, you took into becoming an author that you've taken into your your leadership and your speaking. Growth mindset is where I'm going with greedy. And I just thought greedy would be so much more thought provoking because of what we Mm -hmm. think it means. And that's just the growth mindset. That's it. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say is to continue the growth mindset. We both know the challenges that comes with starting. What's one tip that you can give a new or aspiring author? on their indie author journey? I would say if anything, budget for a really quality editor. Yeah. Very good tip. Very good tip. This season, I'm going to have a financial advisor on. That's one thing that we really don't think about when we're starting our author journey is the cost and how to budget that into our lifestyle. No matter where you are, there are certain avenues you can take to get the resources that you need, but you have to know how that looks financially for you. Exactly. They tell you research, an editor before you, whatever, and you need to go a step further than that. Well, what should I be looking at specifically? Stuff that people think is probably common sense stuff. You just need it reiterated to you. Thank you for sharing that. It's definitely appreciated. What's next for Ms. Tamika Newman? What's next is to increase enrollment in my coaching program, which is titled A Coach Redefined, and to increase speaking and workshop engagements in the next year. I love the fact that you're taking it by the horns and just going for it. I'm excited to see where it goes. And I'm excited to be a part of that journey with you. Awesome. Thank Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for staying tuned into the Novice Indie Author Hangout. For show notes and more, visit authorjanielewhite.com forward slash N-I-A-H for show notes, our blog, podcast information, and more. We look forward to being back here in two weeks to bring you another great episode of season two of the Novice Indie Author Hangout. Until then, stay safe and be true to your indie author within.